Liesl, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I love Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. How can you not? They're pretty legit. It's a great business and it's even greater people. So local people running that business, doing great things. And, and it's the home for enlightened style shades enlightened style shades i just like saying that and it does sound it sounds sounds kind of big time it does sounds very big time and look they've got, they don't just do shades like almost all of your interior decorating needs they're there they can help you get them i even have pillows i have pillows on my couch from budget blinds hmm. i didn't know you had pillows yeah Throw That's pillows. amazing. I know. And who doesn't love throw pillows? Everybody loves really. throw pillows. And supporting a local business that gives back to the community is always a win. Always a win. So when you're ready to make your home the best home it can be, go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Liesl and Nick sent you. Hello and welcome back to the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Parker. With me, my favorite co-host, even better than that other dude, <laughs> it's Liesl Hayes. Hello, Lee Summit. I like taking a little shot there. At I know, I know. <laughs> you just like to catch me off guard, too. I do. Yeah, I know. Because I, 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 I have do. my thing ready, and then you like change it up, and I don't know what to well, do. Well, you know, really, what, that's, what else am I going to do? That's fair. We've if you doing... can't pick on me, like I'm not a good co-host. And, you know, I've been doing this show for a bit now. I know so you it's have. Kind of fun to, a few years, maybe. It's kind of fun to play around, mix it up. Speaking of mixing it up, we're doing something a little different. This was actually your idea. It was. It's another one of your weird curveballs, making me do things differently. I know. I keep doing that to you. Why don't do you get I? me out of my comfort zone? I, I don't know. I just think it's fun. I like to make guests uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like to make myself uncomfortable. But I like feel like I should return the favor every now and then for all of our guests that you make uncomfortable. So that's, that's my goal in life is just to make you feel uncomfortable, I guess. <laughs> Regret agreeing to you coming on this. <laughs> The regret is real, folks. Yes, it is. All right, so here's what we're doing differently. Liesl's idea was we have our two sons, Charles Parker, Ethan doing? Hayes. Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. How you guys doing? Good. Nah, I'm all right. Are you a little nervous? Do you know even what we're going to do to you? No. no. This has been a mystery the entire time. Are you terrified? Like, you both look a little scared. Can't be too bad. Good answer. <laughs> well, I, well, I, well here, let's just start off with this one. Do you even, do either of you even listen? Do you know what we do with this podcast? Oh, I stopped listening around the time you started this show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I barely listened to the pilot that episode. That was a burn. He just totally burned I, you. Okay, um, but that's because I have trouble paying attention to podcasts. Okay, I think that's fair. Even though you are actually on a podcast. Do you yeah, ever I listen? don't listen to it. Do you, you never listen to the podcasts that you do? Like I don't I don't I don't read the stuff I write. I don't listen to the stuff I make. Okay. Okay. That's, that's fair. You know, a lot of people, especially if we talk to actors and stuff, they don't like to see their own work. That is true. And I admit that it is hard. I got used to it since I do this all the time, but I, it was hard to hear my own voice at first. Right, because there's a part of you where you're, you think to yourself, do I really sound like that out loud? Like, you're, I don't know. Yeah. No. I have those moments where I'm like, certainly that's not how I sound that's not in my real, real life. Like, that's not a real thing. You hear yourself differently than you actually sound. Yeah. Okay. So, tell, tell me more about that. 
like like what your voice, what you're hearing, like when you talk, is not what other people are hearing. Are you ready to get deep? Yeah, you already Monologue. like started. I, yeah, that was. Um, it's a little too early for that level of thought for me, Ethan Hayes. But I do appreciate the context. Have you listened to your mother on the podcast? I've heard it a few times. Which one did you listen to? The one that you kept replaying. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the it's the one with you and me. Okay, that's been that's <laughs> very very. Oh helpful. gosh, that was no no no. I mean the one where I interviewed you. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. <laughs> that was an awesome okay. description First. on my part. <laughs> the one that has us both in it. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, That's so helpful. Wait, wait, so you have forced him to listen to that abusive episode more than once. Yeah, what? because it's a great episode. And in fact, I know you say you all don't listen to the podcast ever, but if there is a particular episode that I really like, I will listen to it, like, maybe two or three times. That's a little weird. When I'm, like, getting ready or... Yeah, I actually really like listening to the good episodes. So, like, Megan Mercer's episode, I've listened to that one twice already. She was awesome. Because she was so awesome. Yeah. I think that's that's what I think is weird. It's like, we've had some really good guests. Why would you go back to the one where you are just torturing me? Because it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I haven't listened to the episode by yet, but I agree. Yeah, you listened to part of it, didn't you, if I remember? Oh, I swear I've heard him editing it, so... I do a lot of editing at the at the home office. So when he's if he's there, if it's you know school's not in or he's playing video games or whatever while I'm there. So yeah, yeah. So he does get to hear some of them while I put them together. Yeah. Well, here's here's what we really wanna wanna do today, Charles and Ethan, and and and, and I'm, you you always introduce yourself as Charles. It's hard for me. You're Charlie to me. You're Charlie. I know you're Charlie. To me, too. And I know we don't even know each other that well, but, like, <laughs> Charles. We're going we're gonna to go yeah. with Charles. You, we're going to say Call it. me Charlie if we you like. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're going to be used to this a little bit because you all do participate in our team project that we do every year, the I Can Relate podcast, which that was one we just shared out an episode of that uh, on this podcast to kind of help get the word out a little bit. But Lisa thought it would be a good idea. Just uh, let's take the two of you. Charlie, you're going into your junior year. Ethan, you're going to be an eighth grader? Yeah. Is that right? So just kind of what's on your minds as you're getting ready, and don't be mad at me for saying this in July, but as you're getting ready to go back into another school year. I mean, I'm mad at you. Yeah. We hate to mention it, but it's actually almost the yeah, end it's, of July. It's, Sorry. It's coming fast. It is coming fast. Uh, you know, are there are there things that you're focused on, things you're worried about? things you're excited about, like what goes through your heads or even that maybe you're talking about with your peers and you don't have to call out names, right? You can respect their privacy, but you know, are there things that you're, you're focused on things that worry about, excited about as you get ready for, for a new school year? Honestly, I haven't thought about it at all. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Ethan. I just know I got to get good grades this year. But I, I would hope that's always a good good thing to try for are you ner like what feelings do you have are you nervous are you excited what's, what's i'm kind of nervous ahead? about math okay why i've seen some of the stuff that math does and it looks kind of hard oh because you're you're gonna be an honors math yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah i, I could see I that i think that's it's okay to say that you're scared of it because math is from the devil it is. 100%. Mm -hmm. This is 100% why you and I do nothing that involves math. <laughs> I mean, not nothing, but 
we don't do a lot that involves math. So yes, we get that. Um, what are I mean outside of like the academic academic thing? Are there are there some are there things that that are in your heads? Well, I'm taking debate next year. At least I'm pretty sure that's in the schedule. I don't know how that's going to go. I have one buddy in that class, and that's it. I don't know how it how it operates. I don't know the procedure in that class. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm also a bit excited. So when did you decide to do debate? Oh, I'd always partially wanted to. Um, one of my friends who we will call, I'm always terrible with character names. Give me a name. Give me a Let's name. Let's go Sam. Uh, yeah, sure. Sam. <laughs> um, Sam was a buddy from my freshman year history class who was in debate. We'd always, like, um, had this... Uh, Intelligent banter, I suppose, is the best way to phrase it. For want of a better word, um, we love to talk about a lot of stuff, and I was always a fan of oratory, speechifying, you know. I write monologues a lot. He does. Um, so I had always kind of wanted to do debate, and this buddy of mine kept saying, you should, you should. And I kept thinking, maybe I should. So when I had room in my schedule for junior year, I said, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Is he good at arguing at home as well? Uh, you know, I don't know that arguing is the thing. I think it's, uh, he has, unfortunately he inherits this from me, but he has a love of speechifying. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. You know, the, 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 the dude can rant. Okay, yeah. I got you. And, and uh, we, you know, we like, when we watch movies or TV shows together, we we like things that are written with a big speech or a monologue, and that that's fun for us. We like words. Yeah. yeah, I use I totally ten words that. when we could use ten thousand. <laughs> Absolutely, this uh, makes so yeah. much more sense now. I actually did not enjoy debate in high school, so I'm going to be curious how because you know our our personalities aren't exactly the same. So I'm curious as to how you're going to take to it because I tried it for a couple years in high school and I did not like. I didn't like the rules. I mean, let's be honest. Um, yeah, you're not a very good rule follower, <laughs> but I will say this: like debate was maybe one of my most favorite classes ever. Like, I loved going to all the tournaments. Oh, I that was fun. I just the, didn't like actually doing the, the thing banter, at the tournaments. <laughs> the planning. Oh, yeah. You didn't like doing the thing at the tournaments. Yeah, the planning and the practice, that was horrible, too. So, basically, you hated debate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, one other question that I'm, like, so curious about. And I know you all talk about this on the podcast a lot. But what are some of just the key issues that you all struggle with or that you talk about a lot with your friends like what what are those things because i imagine they're different for the two of you i'm gonna guess maybe not it's a good question do you have a good answer <laughs> maybe well charlie can charlie can maybe maybe yeah. uh jump off first there okay. because the, some of the things that that you and your peers have talked about and the I can relate of, of of topics that you think are important to your not only your peer group but for the rest of the community for us olds to hear too from you you know um, what's what's important to you guys often um, I talk about this occasionally with my buddies um, they aren't on I can relate just I talk sometimes with them they go to my school as well and Something we often talk about is we feel very disconnected, not, not only from the school itself, but from the school 
administration. Um, overall, um, the way admin has handled a lot of stuff, it's felt very apathetic to us. Like, they don't care. You know? Can you give a, 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 an example of... of um, a couple... Well, you know, uh, in freshman year, we had a lot of those fights. You know, tensions were at a high. Eventually, it got to a point where this kid was um, beat up for being gay. And, of course, a lot of students said, that's a lot of bull, especially since the bully, from what I understand, didn't really get that much repercussions. And the day after that went down, we were brought out of our first hour class. Um, at least I was. I was brought out of my algebra class into another algebra class that had a working smart board. The teacher <laughs> turned it on, and they played a video from the principal in which she said, essentially, we have no tolerance for bullying. And after what happened there, all we heard was, you don't have... It's not that you don't have tolerance for bullying. It's that you don't have tolerance for victims. You didn't punish the bully there. You punished the victim. That's interesting. I feel that. And I feel like from stories I've heard across the country with access I have to the internet, um, that's a general thing you you hear a lot about schools across the country. This idea schools have about handling bullying is the many shall pay for the sins of one. That's an old adage. Like, everyone who is even sparsely related to this incident is getting punished. That obviously doesn't work at all. It just reduces trust and confidence in the system you helped to build. You're hurting yourself here. Instead of punishing everyone, punish the person who did the thing. You're wasting your own time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because I know you've talked about that with me before too. So, I mean, at your school, are you seeing, you know, even in middle school, bullying being an issue? Yeah, we see a lot of that, but uh, with like the fights and stuff and the tension, their system is if you get in a the fight, then you're getting suspended. No matter, it doesn't matter, like if they swung on you first. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. If you were in the fight, you're getting suspended. So I don't think that makes sense because you're just defending yourself at one point. Yeah, absolutely. And and how do you think that makes everybody respond and feel when the administration enforces that? I mean, I I think all of us just think it's, they don't care at all. Mm. So if you, if you were to be given a voice, you and your peers, uh, how, I guess, what would you, what would you want to say and how do you think you could be effective with speaking out with, how would you want to address a, an administrator? Uh, you know, it's funny. I had, you know, sometimes I like to come up with these scenarios for long, I suppose, monologues I just say about given things. Um, 
And I come up with one about talking to an, ad- to an administrator, and now I'm forgetting it. The entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe another question is, how do you think the administration could better hear you, see you, and, and validate your voice? What do you think that would look like? By actually taking the time to listen, I think. Um, With admin being where they are, they obviously have a lot going on. I get that. They have to run an entire, a very large complex of students, staff, everyone. And it's completely understandable that their schedules are full. But um, something I've noticed is it is very hard to get into contact with someone who has a lot of power for want of a better word um it's very hard to actually get stuff done from a student's perspective what we need is more administrators everywhere across the country taking the time out of their schedules their lives to listen to the student the little guy the minority well (laughs) obviously not in the literal sense, Um, but taking that time out of their lives to listen to what we have to say. Something you see a lot is um, teachers and admin often discount what students say because we're kids, we don't know anything. But we're here. This We're here the entire work week from Monday to to Friday at the school you helped to build, the school you helped to run. We know about as much as you, so listen to us. Do you feel like, and, and either of you on this, do you feel like there are, <clears throat> excuse me, do you feel like there are opportunities made in the school for, for students to speak up? Well, I have a habit of keeping my um, head low, so I wouldn't know that much, but... <laughs> Ethan, you don't lay low. I don't don't think think they do. I don't think they give us any opportunities. Well, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think they do at all. Because they never take time to actually figure out and listen to us. That's interesting. I, you know, one of the things that I think is so important around just community engagement is one of the things I continue to hear is don't plan, you know, about me without me. And I think what I'm hearing the two of you say is, yes, we we might just be students. We might, you know, but we are the people that you're serving and and hearing our voice is is important to us. And it makes you feel validated and heard and part of probably the solution, especially when it comes to major things like bullying. So if we as adults could you know, facilitate that, like, what do you think that would look like for you? How would you like to be engaged in that type of conversation? I, I think I'd just rather them just pay more attention mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. Let me, let me ask this question, and I, I think I've asked this of, of your I Can Relate group, Charlie. And actually, before I ask, I want to make note. Also, the two of you represent two different school districts. Oh, yes, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. I like, forgot about that. One yes. is Blue Springs School District. The other is, is LSR7. So, so this, is, this, is, this is coming perspective from two, two different schools. 
Um, but I want to ask this question: When, when, when teachers, administrators, parents like us, when we talk about bullying, because I hear all over the community, all the time, parent groups, the dumb Facebook groups that are out there, um, we got to work on bullying. Bullying is horrible. It's 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 the thing. Is a do you agree? Is that one of the biggest things that 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 youth face is bullying in schools? I, I want I want that question first. And the second part is, what is that? What does bullying look like? Luckily, I am in a situation where now with tensions as low as they are, at least from a broader since there's still a lot going on in everyone's lives, I understand that. I don't see that much bullying. What I do see is a lot of verbal stuff. Um, things that happen behind closed doors. Um, outside of school, but still affecting one's school life. I had a friend who had entered a complicated situation with his partner who turned out to be incredibly manipulative um and of course this affected everyone around the both of them people had a habit of taking sides i was in the middle of this i was friends with both him and his partner without ever knowing that the two were even connected for the longest time and then i was able to connect the dots and that put me in a precarious situation because I slowly learned that his partner now my former friend is just the type of person to not have any morals this is the type of thing we do face people being manipulative people being verbally the way we talk to and about each other yes yes I don't you don't see that much physical violence because everyone knows <laughs> crap's gonna hit the fan for all of you you see physical violence. It's just not a very smart move for even the worst of people, and they understand that. They resort to other means. Similar that you see? Yeah, I mean, it's not like the the bullying you see in the movies. It's 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 all verbal. Yeah, no one's being shoved into lockers. Yeah, no one's being thrown on the floor and kicked in the stomach. That's not something that happens. It's more so continual verbal attack to get in your head absolutely does it do you think a lot of it is intentional or is it just is it you know is it a byproduct of how we talk when we get with friends we're going to talk about another person and or is it just intentional single someone out and and berate them most of the time it's intentional and then there's some cases that aren't but that's it's the excuse common. people make. They're just making a joke. Um, there was a comedian who talked about this a while back. I'm blanking on his name, but he essentially said, people like this are ruining comedy. They say terrible things about other people with the intention of hurting them. And then when they get called out, they say, oh, it's just a joke. Why can't you take a joke? Okay, but you weren't joking. That is something you see a lot. When someone verbally attacks another person, they continue to do this intentionally, 
intentionally rather to hurt them that could be for a variety of deeper reasons for a psychologist to analyze <laughs> but my point stands when they get called out for this when the bullied person finally stands up this bully just says i'm just messing about man i'm just making a joke why can't you take a joke when the truth is they weren't joking at all they just don't know how to counter that point so how do you how do you deal with that you know if somebody in your friend group is 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 either a being the aggressor or even you know suffering from that how do you how do you and your peers kind of i guess deal with it answer back move forward it's kind of a hard question most of my friends usually don't deal with it at all but yeah something i often do is i just disconnect myself from the person phase them out stop acting like they are my friend because clearly they're not anymore I just find ways to avoid them. Often, like, when I'm walking through the halls and I see them in the hall, I immediately take off my hat, which is out of frame right now, but it's often the thing people recognize the most. I take off my hat, I turn my head to the side, and I try to blend into the crowd to avoid them. I go into yeah. complicated Assassin's Creed social <laughs> stuff. Jeez. Ah, he goes into this video game head. I... Ethan, I think you've... Oh, oh, sorry. No, to- Look, I'm interrupting your questions you to- again. You totally are. You're taking over again. Totally. Ethan, I think you've had similar situations, too, that Charlie has. Yeah. How, how have you, you know, taken a step back? You just kind of have to show them that I don't care anymore. Right. Like, whatever you say doesn't matter. Because if you're joking, then it doesn't matter. I mean... And what... What happens when, you know, someone, you know, exemplifies, not exemplifies, but they typically engage in bullying-like behavior, and and that kid is friends with, like, a lot of your friends? It's it's hard. You have to find times to be like, hey, I want to hang out with you, but this guy can't be there. I just want me and you. I don't want all of us. And you have to, you just kind of have to, Focus and have certain people and just have specific times for just you two and not the other people with it. And how do you think that your friends respond to those kind of boundaries of saying, you know, I'm just going to hang out with this person? Is that is that well received or is it just something that you kind of don't talk about? I don't know. I mean, it's not very well received. I mean, they're like, sometimes they'll be like, oh... Why can't I come over? And then it just, it's just a big deal when they can't just let us have a normal time. Okay, you were going to talk about solutions, which I like. Well, go there. I, I, actually, actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go this because this is this is we've talked about this before. This is a a weird thing, especially because we are your parents <laughs> to each of you, and so we're just kind of listening. You do, but our instant reaction, and this is for any parent, the instant reaction is, is, is well, if you're having a problem, I want to fix it for you because mm-hmm. I want to make I want to make the world rainbows and unicorns for our for my child. Rainbows, right? butterflies, you know, all the Charlie, things. Charlie knows how hard it was for me to, to say those words. Um, what what would you say to adults to parents that about hey you know if if this is going on in our lives. 
I know you know, but but like you know, how should parents help you not help you? What is their role? Well, the thing you just said about making things rainbows and unicorns. Honestly, in that situation, that's the last thing I want you to do. I don't want your hand in this because that's just going to make the situation worse. It's going to make the situation harder to handle. What you need to do as a parent, I love this stance you're taking. I think that's amazing, and I think more parents need to take on that stance. But what you need to do is disconnect yourself until I come to you saying, I need your help. That's what you need to do, because none of us want to make the situation worse, because obviously you call an adult in, you call in someone who can do a lot of stuff, obviously the bully isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to handle that well. Like, let's say your parent... Parent A tells parent B. Usually, parent B does not care. They know what's going on. They just kind of go like, whatever. Yeah. So I think what I'm hearing the, the two of you say is, you know, bringing in the parent of the person who is exhibiting those behaviors. One is it's unhelpful unless you specifically, like, ask us for help yeah. around yeah. it, right? Because if I ask you for help, then we've really hit rock bottom. Yeah. And we do need outside help. Otherwise, crap's going to hit the fan. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna ask the question that every scared parent is now thinking. <laughs> Let's after hear, after I hearing know. that, right? Okay. But why do you have to hit rock bottom before you come to a parent? And I, and I don't know. There's not a right or wrong answer here. I'm just... I think I'm going to speak for every parent when that, that's a little frightened. We're like, I don't want you to hit rock bottom. Well, not rock bottom in that sense. More so, like, things have really gone wrong here. Things have gotten serious for both the victim and the perpetrator. And we need outside help to handle this because there is no other option available anymore. Is you that, can't hide. You can't phase the person out. Is that approach of going to the parent or any adult that you feel is, you know, your safe space, right? Is that because you feel like an adult can only act and you don't feel like an adult's just going to listen? Yes. Sometimes they can listen. It just depends. But So is that similar to what you were talking about? I kind of want to draw this back around. Um, is that similar to what you were talking about at the schools where you feel like there's not a place to just go talk to a teacher, an administrator, a parent, a coach, whatever, right? And just say, hey, I just need to talk to you and you just need to listen. Is I mean, it, I mean, are those are those all similar paths? There you can talk to counselors, but they're always yeah. like, Oh, it's between me and you two. Then they tell then they tell somebody. And then mm. and then they interact, so they lie to you. Oh, interesting. And and for me, I, that just doesn't it doesn't sit well when somebody breaks your trust after you ask them to just listen and not act yeah nick i think you and i've talked about this a lot because you know so okay from the parent perspective really what we, we talk about amongst each other is how we fail as parents, yes so we do awesome. we do talk about that a lot and you know it's we want to help you fix and navigate whatever you're going through and i think 
Nick and I have both learned this works in like all relationships too, because I think we frequently want to fix things. And so one of the things that I try and do now, Ethan, and I want you to continue to hold me accountable to this is just asking you, do you want me to listen or are you ready for solutions? And I think that question for parents is really helpful. Um, but also I'm hearing you say like, you need to honor that too. So if, if you and I have that conversation and you say, I really just want you to listen, not going to a parent, you know, and, and discussing it with them or breaking your confidence. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you tell somebody, just listen, don't take any action or give any input on solutions then you should do that. Yeah, I get that. Obviously, unless you're in, like, extremely oh, yeah. dire situation. I think it's such great advice, good for, advice. for not only parents and, and authority figure adults, but, like, and, Charlie, I, I'm going to say this about you, too, because you have the fix-it personality. Oh, yeah, that's something like, I have trouble with. Even if well. you have a friend who's struggling, like, you want to go into mode and yeah. fix. yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes it's so good whether you're talking to a friend, you're talking to, to if you're an adult, talking to a child or a subordinate, right? To ask that question, do you just want to, do you just want to vent? Do you just want to talk to me? Or do you want me to offer up some advice and some solutions? Because you know what? Sometimes you just got to vent. I mean, this works in uh, marital relationships too, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was thinking about it as you were talking. Of course, like, the idea of breaking confidence, right? In a parent's job is, as a parent is to prepare the child for the adult world, right? Right. And in the adult world, multiple professions, lawyers, therapists, all of them, they have this concept of privilege. What happens in this room, what you say in this room, stays in this room. Now, of course, for them, legally, they cannot talk, but I feel like... This idea of privilege, saying things in confidence, needs to just be a part of our society. You say something to your buddy. You say to them, I don't want this to go anywhere else. I just want to tell you about this and only you. It should be culturally expected that that buddy keeps their word. It doesn't talk to anyone about it. just keeps it with them. Like, if you need a vent, you don't want people talking to other people about it, you want to keep it as close as possible. I feel like that idea of privilege needs to be more mainstream instead of just purely in a legal sense um, that you cannot talk or you are breaking your own code of ethics. I like that. All right, so here, I, here I'm going to ask both of you. I'm going to start with Ethan because I feel like I haven't picked on him. And, and Ethan, <laughs> I know it's time, Ethan. It's time. I have a you know a reputation to keep that I pick on people. Mm -hmm. so yeah, go for it. I'm going to make you no, I'm normally gonna... the smallest one. <laughs> yes, actually, Charlie will tell you this. It's whoever's the quietest. Yeah, that's really. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really going to pick on you. I, I just I'm just going to make you go go first. All right. So we've had kind of we've we've been talking around this, and I just want two things from you. Advice for your peer group, for people, you know, other other students your age, other teens, and advice for parents or teachers listening. On on, you know, if if you see, let's just start with the let's start with the youth, your peers. If you're dealing with it, what's some good advice? If you're seeing somebody be a bully, if you're suffering from 
from bullying, those kind of things. What's some advice to your peer group? Just kind of step away from that person. Just don't listen to them. Like, because if you don't give them the stuff that they want, then they they won't continue doing it. How can you be a friend, or how can they turn to friends? How can friends help each other? I mean, if you see it happening next to you, just say, like, quit it. Because they will stop. Step up. All right. Uh, Now, okay, take the same thing, though, because I I think I want to play off what we were just talking about. So advice to parents and teachers, how can they engage you so that you have a place to talk and that they can be of help, whether it's to be a listener or to provide solutions? Well, I mean, if you trust that one person to a point, you don't want them to not listen or not break the trust. Just, I don't know. Is it important, Charlie, I'm going to spend to you now. Is it important for you or people your age, your, your peers, to have an adult, whether it's a parent or not, to have an adult in their life that they can just go to for those things? Yes, absolutely. I have a lot of buddies who have very complicated relations, relationships, often not very good relationships, with their parents, their guardians. And, of course, this takes a toll on them mentally. And I don't like seeing that in my friends, obviously. Everyone needs that adult authority figure they can go to. Like, everyone has that person, even those who don't have good relationships with their parents. I have, I often hear the phrase chosen parent, someone who embodies that role for this person without actually physically taking on that role because the person who is physically taking on that role obviously isn't doing enough. I don't think I've heard that term before. I haven't either. That's the first time. I like it though. Chosen parent. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's good. It's a good term. And it is good that these people still find a way to have that person in their lives. And I absolutely think that's one of the most important things, especially early on at the point where I am. I need someone who's already gone through what I'm going through to help me walk through it all. Someone to light the way. I like that. I like that a lot. And I want to lighten the mood. One final question, each of you. If you ask me about burgers and tacos, I'm leaving. No. No, because we we already know that you're wrong. Um, Oh, my god! Fight me. Your favorite subject. Okay, now I want to hear this. You've never heard about burgers and tacos? Well, I know, but I want to hear his If I were to put in front of you... Burgers. If I were to put in front of you a plate of tacos or a plate of burgers, which one are you going to eat? Burgers. Thank you. Oh my Thank gosh. You. No, like, this is a man with impeccable taste. This is in why food. we can't trust the next we can, generation. No, we can't. They clearly <laughs> that, are wrong. That, the answer you're going to be dying soon anyway. Let us eat burgers. Tacos. Yeah. Is I mean, that your it, mother's influence or your father's influence? Mm, mostly. Well, I mean, yeah, mostly father. Well, my. You oh. like you like burgers too, but I do. But I eat way more tacos oh. than burgers. Harlan, but like Harlan. it, it depends where the tacos come from. If it comes from like a street vendor, in a place where you know what, you just earned points. You salvaged <laughs> your answer. Yep, yep. You salvaged. That your, was okay. good. Good. Fav- I'm, good ju- I'm just saying. Fav- good move. Favorite subject. Film. What's your favorite class? Oh, class. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite? Science. Science. All right. 
Charlie, Ethan, good luck in the next school year. Thanks a lot for thanks for, for letting us in. pick on you a yeah. little bit and opening up. Look, that's not it's not, it's not easy. But thanks thanks for opening up and letting us broadcast your thoughts around the world. Totally, we have <laughs> this is like a global podcast. We, we have millions of followers <laughs> right. all over so the many, place. Right. So many. Both of our mothers say this is a good show. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time. <laughs>